Chapter 8 The Way of Cain Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Genesis 4.16 Not as Cain, who was of the evil one, and slew his brother. And for what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil, and his brothers were righteous. 1 John 3.12 Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam and perished in the rebellion of Korah. Jude 1, 11. As the way of Cain is spoken of by the Apostle Jude, especially the way of the last days, let us inquire what it was. It was evil, not good. He is an open and defiant sinner, and in him sin takes its full swing. He is the first child of the fall, and the offspring of the fallen. He is not a common transgressor, He runs no ordinary career of wickedness. He rushes to the extremity of evil. He is given as a beacon, yet as a true specimen of man, of the human heart even in the most favorable circumstances. He came into the world not like Adam, full-grown, but as a child, and therefore with the least possible amount of evil in him. He is the child of believing parents. For Adam showed his faith by calling his wife and Eve showed hers by the way in which she received her firstborn. He had a most godly brother, and was one of a devout household, brought up within sight of paradise, and from childhood taught the knowledge of the true God and the woman's seed. He wasn't exposed to outward temptation. He had no companion in sin. He walked the broad way alone. He was warned, no doubt, about the serpent and his seed. God spoke directly to him more than once. He had every possible advantage, in the absence of evil and the presence of good. Much might have been expected from him, yet he turns his back on God, paradise, the altar, the sacrifice, and on all that is good and blessed. But let us see more specially what the Apostle calls the way of Cain. 1. It is the way of unbelief. Cain is the first specimen of an unbelieving man. His parents were sinners, but they believed. His brother was a sinner, but he believed. Cain is not an atheist nor an altogether irreligious man. He acknowledges God and brings his fruits to the altar. But he brings no lamb, no blood, nothing that speaks of death. He comes with no confession, no cry for mercy. He sees no need of the woman's seed, no danger from the serpent no preciousness and perhaps no truth in the promise of the serpent's crushed head or Messiah's bruised heel. He takes Satan's side against God, not God's side against Satan, for all unbelief is a siding with Satan against God. God is not to him the God of grace, nor the woman's seed the Savior of the lost. He has a religion, but it is self-made, a human religion, something of his own, without Christ, blood, or pardon. The love of God to him is mere indifference to sin. Rejection of God's religion and of his Messiah, this is the way of Cain. 2. It is the way of apostasy. He turns his back on God and will have none of him. He's not like one of our dark heathens, ignorant of the true God. He knows Jehovah and has heard his voice, but he turns away. He is an apostate, the first apostate, from the religion of his father a scorner of the Messiah. He wants a Messiah of his own, a Christ that is to be, not God's Christ, but man's. 
from what small beginnings apostasy springs. 3. It is the way of worldliness. Having forsaken his father's God, he makes a God to himself. That God is the world. He goes far from paradise, builds a city, becomes a thoroughly worldly person. He becomes the father of the inventors of all curious instruments, and he leads the ever-swelling crowd in its race of worldliness and vanity with a cry, Onward! Onward! Progress! Progress! They eat and drink, marry, and are given in marriage. Everything about Cain is of this present evil world. In our age, what a spirit of worldliness is abroad! Often not open wickedness, but simply worldliness, so absorbing the soul as to draw it down from the region of the world to come. Hebrews 2 5. 4. It is the way of hatred. He begins with envy of his brother, goes on to hatred, and ends in murder. He is especially jealous of his brother's having found favor with God. Yes, it is strange that though he would have none of God for himself, he cannot bear that his brother should have it. It is not the love of man or woman, but of God that is the cause of the first jealousy and the first murder. He hates God even more for loving his brother. He hates Abel even more for being loved of God. He cannot lay hands on God, as he would gladly do, but he lays hands on his favorite and takes his revenge. Yes, the way of Cain is the way of envy, jealousy, hatred, and murder. 5. It is the way of God-defiance. He pretends. He wipes his bloody weapon and his bloody hands, saying, What have I done? He lies, he pretends, and he hides his doings from God. He has lured his brother into a lonely field and slain him, thinking that no one would rescue him and no one would see. He acts as the liar and the hypocrite in the very presence of God. The way of Cain is the way of hypocrisy, falsehood, and defiance of God. God asks him about his brother. His answer is not only a lie, but also a brazen-faced piece of irreverence. Am I my brother's keeper? Genesis 4, 9. Thus he mocks God, and utters the language of irreverence and defiance. He is your favorite, why don't you keep him? I never pretended to keep him. Here, mingled fear, shame, audacity, and defiance are manifested. He would gladly deny the deed, but he does not dare to. He trembles and would gladly conceal it. He puts on a defiant air and attitude, as if to brave it out before the all-seeing one. Such is the way of Cain. Note his doom. First, despair. No cry for mercy, but merely, My punishment is too great to bear. Genesis 4.13 So it is in other ages. The sinner's despair of mercy or complaint against God for making his punishment so heavy, is the repetition of Cain's offense and his doom. Why should a sinner despair on this side of hell? There is forgiveness to the uttermost, grace reaching far beyond the extremity of human guilt. Second, banishment from God. He goes out from the presence of God, as if he could no longer bear that. He must get away from paradise, the birthplace of the race, the old seat of worship. But what is this to the eternal banishment? Cain has no rest, moving to and fro without hope or aim, a fugitive and a vagabond, seeking rest and finding none. Sad curse! Yet this is nothing 
to eternal wandering. Third, disappointment. He himself was his mother's disappointment, for she thought she had gotten the man-child. So is he a disappointment to himself. From first to last we see in him a disappointed man, trying everything, succeeding in nothing. Building cities, roaming from place to place to soothe his conscience and fill up his heart's void, but in vain. And fourth, fruitless worldliness. He is the heir of a barren world, for the whole world is his. He is possessor of a soil made unfruitful by a brother's blood, tilling and sowing, yet not reaping. A weary man, toiling for that which is not bread, trying to wring water out of the world's dry sands and broken cisterns. Such is the career of thousands. Fruitless worldliness, a life of vanity, a soul utterly void, a being wholly wasted.